Hi everybody, it's Jamie Grogan with Solutions for Solopreneurs. And today we are continuing our series, Journey to Entrepreneurship. And this series is all about you, the audience, seeing themselves in one of my guests. All of my guests, many of our guests, um, so that you know that's launching a business, starting a business, no matter where you are in your life, no matter your socioeconomic status, no matter any of that, you can do it and you can do it baby steps or you can just jump right in. It, it, it all depends. So um, I'm going to have Vanessa introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who she is and her business. Hi, everyone. My name is Vanessa Gordon. I'm the publisher of East End Taste Magazine, and I'm also a freelance writer. So East End Taste Magazine is a digital publication that's based in the Hamptons on Long Island, and it covers mainly all things food and drink on the East End. And we also have a culinary travel component where we focus on food trends and the like in countries all around the world. We recently went to Australia, Mexico, Cuba, and Kenya. And um, in addition to that, I'm the founder of the annual summer event out here on the um, on Long Island it's called the Hamptons Interactive Brunch. And for this year, though unfortunately we're not doing the event this year, it's now called Taste and Escape the Hamptons Brunch to really hone in on that travel and food component that comprises the theme of the event. That's awesome. And, Yes. Oh, and then to contact me, it's um, I'm at East End Taste on all major social media platforms. For the event, we're at Hamptons Interactive Brunch just on Instagram for now. And you could go to the website and our email is assist, A-S-S-T at eastendtaste.com. Now, the digital publication that I'm referring to is eastendtastemagazine.com, though I have both platforms we've recently transitioned to eastendtastemagazine.com perfect okay so tell us um how you are building your business like what's your core clientele sure so the tar really the target audience it comes in twofold so we have our audience who's based out on Eastern Long Island and really within the New York City metro area. You have New Jersey, New England, and even upstate New York. And then you have our audience who's based in Australia, the UK, Germany, Canada. We have readership even in the Philippines, parts of China, and really, really scattered all throughout the world. But those are the main countries where we see a lot of readership and also in Ireland as well. And it's really, really nice to see those different audiences. But then we have to be, you know, naturally aware of those audiences. So we have people who are very, very familiar with the Hamptons who come out here seasonally or who live out here full time. But then you have people who perhaps um, admire the Hamptons aesthetic or as a vacation destination. Those are the people from all around the world. So it's a really, really nice audience. But as far as balancing the two, I have a Facebook group that specifically only talks about coverage of all, literally all things food and drink just in the Hamptons and on the North Fork of Long Island. Wow. So you have those readers that have that, that outlet as well. Wow. That's, um, I mean, that's a huge readership, first of all. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's, it's all over the world, basically. Yeah. Um, but then you have such a, a niche um, 
Like, I, what, what special foods? I'm so intrigued now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's really, I mean, the Hamptons is really cool. We're very lucky to have such, you know, bounty out here with the farmers and, oh uh, gosh, the wineries out here. There's so much out here. And what's really cool is I, I love specialty food, which is just high-end gourmet food. And so we'll focus on, you know, the, the markets and perhaps go into New York City and, you know, do, I'll scout for different brands and such. So I love doing that. I love discovering new foods there. And that's right. another aspect of the culinary travel where we, I go all, all around the world and I'm just so fascinated by food and, you know, discovering like the best butter in Ireland and the best um, uh, pavlova in Australia. There's just so much out there. And it's really, really cool that's to discover them. And Yeah. That's so cool. So, so how did you get into this? Like, what what was your mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the catalyst of, of Real. This business? Sure. I mean, I don't have any form, formal food right. training of any kind. I'm just someone who loves food and appreciates it, and I knew that that's what I wanted my niche to always be. Now, I was a fr- I I wasn't still am a freelance writer, and I don't do that as much as I used to because I have to the publication really takes up 20 so 24 7 job I like to say um I you know, I wake up with it and I go to bed with it um but any but how I got started I was actually I was teaching I was an uh, English as a second language teacher uh, right out of grad school and soon after and I was living out in Sag Harbor New York and soon after um you know my my daughter was born and that I was, you know, teaching fitness classes. I was teaching, I was a tutor. I was, a lo- I was, I had my hands full, but then now I had my, my daughter and I said, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with myself? Now I'm not working. I'm not nothing. And I felt, I didn't want to use, I don't like to use the word bored, but I needed to occupy my mind. Right. And that's when East End Taste, the platform was born. And it was born really as a blog. It was literally just going to be just, I want to say a creative outlet. Yes. to write what I want when I wanted because I was I with freelance writing you're pitching you're, I felt like I was doing 80% pitching and 10% writing and it was and then, you know another re, you know researching it was just a lot for for a little right. and I was getting a little frustrated with that and I said well what can I do to occupy my mind and this is what happened I didn't mean it for it to become anything but just a side project you know write what I want you know, if people need extra clips instead of, you know, there you go. Those are them. Now this is what it's become. It's, it's a job, it's, but it's yeah. a fun job. I love every part of it. Yeah. That's amazing because what you did was you turned your love of food and your love of writing and you, you meshed it and molded it and made it your own. Um, not only, you know, your own business, but something that's that people like and you know what I mean because sometimes you know you're like like the 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 joke that everybody always uses is the um underwater basket weaving you know nobody needs that um but this is this is something that is useful and um serves a, a a great purpose but something that you love to do oh I love every I love every part of it and the most I mean I fell into it because I love writing Right. And from what I, from those that I've spoken with recently, it seems like writing is that most challenging aspect for, for most people. Right. Okay. Uh, whereas that comes so easy. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's come easy for me my entire life. I love writing. 
Um, so when people say to me, oh, you have to write you know, X amount of word, I'm like, oh, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's almost like a, it's like a fun, you know, hobby. Right. Um, so I love, I love it. But the, the biggest challenge for this now is it's not all, it's not writing is just a small component of it. Now, most of it is now managing the actual, what, the platform itself, all the digital, the backend work, which is very, very time consuming, very daunting, yes. but I do love it. Uh, but I, and I love it because I want to make sure that it's a safe, viable platform for everyone. Right. And it's informative. And that's, that's kind of my um, saying about motherhood. You know, it's the hardest job you'll ever love. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. And that's a whole other, you know, I, I watch, I have two children now and I watch them full, full time in addition to what I do. And people say to me, how do you do that? I was going to say, how old are your kids? I have, my daughter's now six and my son is two. And people say, how do you do that? Wow. And I said, I just do it. Right. I don't, I, I mean, to be quite, I don't really have much of, you know, free time when people say, oh, what are you watching? Binge watching on Netflix. I go, <laughs> what's Netflix? And I'm not joking. I don't have a net. I'm not subscribed to that. People think that's crazy. <laughs> I don't, well, are you watching what? Like, I don't have, I don't have time. And I think right. that's what, you know, where people say, ah, instead of, watching Netflix for three hours and that you're um, right. like, you know, working. <laughs> right. Right. You're tending to one of your three passions, you know, your yeah. business or, or your kids. Yes. Yeah. So what was the pivot? What was the kind of catalyst um, that made you start your business? What made me transition to it being a business was realizing after not only speaking with you know, colleagues in my field, um, going to, you know, industry nights, networking, and I was doing it very casually in the beginning. But then when I realized how interested people were, and when people uh, in particular used buzzwords like uh, revenue, money, um, you know, you could, you know, what the potential of what could be done. Right. The, oh, the word, the, the word brand, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I said, Oh, oh, see what, and then when people say, see what this person's doing, yes. you could do this right? and you could do it this way and it will be successful because, and I, it was very overwhelming at first. I said, oh, I, I don't know anything about this. And people were throwing me into different paths that I, how could I do some, my biggest concern was how can I do something that I have no experience doing? I'm not going to copy what someone else is doing. I'm not going to right. copy someone else's model. It's not going to, that's not how it should be. And it's probably, probably won't work. Um, so I said, I have to create this from scratch yeah. and I have to figure out what's the best model that works for me. And that makes me happy. I didn't, you know, people would say to me, Oh, if you do do this, you could make so much money. Oh, you could be pulling yeah. it. I said, yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I, but then I'm going to be spending how many hours trying to figure out what that is. Right, right. And your your special sauce, though, and this is one of the things that I try and um, make sure that my listeners and my viewers know. Your special sauce is just that. It's yours. Yes. So don't try to copy. Don't try. I mean, you can take um, examples and turn it into your own, you know, don't reinvent the wheel, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you're being true to who you are and 
what kind of business is going to work for you. Because if you don't, it's going to just turn into another job. Absolutely. And that's what I really, I first and foremost started this because I don't like working and I under people. And I, I'll be honest, I don't work well yeah. with someone telling me what to do and how yeah. to do it. I say all I the time have. that I'm the, I'm the worst employee you'll ever see. I'm, mm-hmm. the, I'm a horrible employee. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel, um, with me, my main concerns were, I know how to do it. I know how to work hard. I'm an extraordinarily hard worker, but for someone to say, Vanessa, you have to, instead of painting the wall, you know, light blue, you have to do polka dots. And I go, but I don't want it. you know, there's going to be that, you know, disgruntled look about it. Right. And I'm going to make the polka dots small just to, you know, displease them a little bit. I'm going to face it up a little <laughs> Yes, because, you know, the, to me, and, uh, you know, I say this all the time, and I know people probably get sick of me hearing this that listen to my podcast. I'm not knocking nine to five. If you are happy there, then awesome, wonderful. Be happy in your nine to five. But mm-hmm. if you're miserable and you cry in your car before you go clock in, because that was me crying in my car before I clocked in for work. If that's you, then plan your exit. <laughs> Instead of doing oh what I what I did, you know, which was almost flip a table because I was so angry, um, and and leave without a parachute, basically. It can be done. I'm not saying it can't be done, but what I'm saying is, you know, it's better to have a plan. But you said that you did it out of necessity, right? Yeah. Yes. So I, because I not only wanted to keep my mind active, I knew that I needed to have an inc- an income, right? Whatever that may be, because in order for me to, instead of me, you know, oh gosh, in the beginning, I mean, I was, I went back to teaching fitness classes and I, I did, I, I did up until, gosh, I want to say about six months ago or so I was doing that. Yeah. And um, I just don't do it anymore. Just simply, I loved, I loved the job, but I just didn't, I don't have the time anymore. Right. But I knew that I had to create in order for this to grow, money had to come in. And that was two years in. And these were the two things that changed it for me not only realizing my value when I would be asking, I would say, Oh gosh, I need to redo the low, uh, not the low, the logo I've actually had uh, since the very beginning. I don't intend to change it, but just little things like graphics here and there. And I said, Oh, I, I need, I need a subs- subscription pop up, but you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I would say, Oh, how much, you know, how much is this? I'm thinking hundred bucks, 75 bucks. What are they going to do? You know, what are you no. doing? <laughs> no, no. It's like 500, yep. 600, 700. I'm going, yeah what? Why? And I literally, I was out on there for a wonderful individual I was speaking with, but I just, I just blurted it out. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. So what, what are you doing? Like, I didn't mean it like that, but I'm like, what are you doing? 500. Right. I said, a lawyer makes 300 an hour. What are you, right. what? Right. And I could, I could not fathom why. Yeah. And then, but then I got a little angry. If I got off the call, obviously it was a no go for me. There's right. no way I could have afforded right. that. Right. But I got frustrated and I said, and I would look up the, and I would look the, the individual. I was like, what are they? Oh my God. They graduated the same year I did from college. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a master's degree. What? Yeah. I would just get, that would just get frustrated. 
And I'd say, wait a minute. So you're telling me I'm doing all this work, not making any money doing it. This problem, why would I pay this person to create my group? Well, maybe I should learn how to do this. Yeah. So that's what I did. I, I actually learned and I found a website. Maybe, maybe you probably know it by now, canva.com, which yeah, is oh, yeah. my, go, my go-to. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I create stuff. You would have no, no clue, no clue. And right. that's what I love about, the, about it. So that's my little secret. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's really everyone's at the, you know, at this point. And I have, I've had a little bit of help from just people, you know, you know, just, you know, feedback and such. Right. But because I don't have that, I'm not going to spend, right. the, you know, so much money on something that are people really going to notice. Um, and then the other thing that really changed it was when, like I said, initially it was technically a blog and I'll never forget somebody uh, sat down with me and they looked, they we were chatting about something else. And they looked at me and they saw my business card at the time, it was a little postcard. It said the food blog of the Hamptons. And they looked at me and they said, don't call it a blog. It's not a blog. You're not, this is not a blog. You're a publisher. I said, I'm a publisher? And I knew what a publisher was, right. but I didn't realize the specific detail. What I wanted to know what they do to make sure that, well, if I'm going to call myself a publisher, if I am a publisher, what does a publisher do? Yeah. So now my job literally transitioned from being editor, writer, you know, et cetera, et cetera, to now I am the publisher. I still write for, for it because I just love writing, but that is my role. I handle all, you know, revenue a- avenues. I, I, I am the, you know, the one to go to for everything. And now I do have a small full-time, part-time and freelance staff that work under me yeah. and they're, fa- they're fantastic. And they were really all word of mouth. Right. That's what's so cool about it. Everyone that's working for me at this very moment was all word of mouth. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and I have to address what you said, though, because you didn't realize your worth. That's right. That's right. You didn't realize your worth. But if you are a graphic designer, they are worth, usually, you know, they're worth what they charge. So it's all in a matter of whether or not you have the time and the want to learn something, right? So I don't want my listeners to feel like they have to do it all because they don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, and that was another big step for me too. Really? Yes, was not, was realizing, I, in or, now that's another key, in order to be successful, you also have to acknowledge, in my opinion, you can't do it all. Exactly. It'd physically, it'd be physically impossible to do it all. Right. Now, then you say to yourself, what are you good at? Name perhaps maybe, depending upon how large your business is, two or three things that you not only love doing, but are very good at. And right. you have to be very good that you love those components. Exactly. Things you don't love, the busiest of the nonsense that you don't love. Perhaps outsource. Outsource. Yep. And, and don't be afraid, you know, to reject people. I was in the beginning, I was so afraid to reject people and to oh god I was like oh no this person yeah. really wants a job but yeah and I was one of the I'm and I still am to a certain degree but I've learned oh I said you know stop for a moment this is you're in charge right put on those boss pants right, and, right. come on <laughs> yeah and when you when you think about the integrity of your business yeah these are people that are going to be representing you in your business and you have to take that very seriously 
in order to keep the integrity of your brand because you don't want people to look at like that person told you don't call it a blog you know because you were minimizing the impact that you and your business had on you know that market um so for a lot of my listeners what i i know that they struggle with is the fear of failure mm -hmm. so can you talk a little bit about that for you oh gosh of course <laughs> oh in, there's in so many different ways i failed and i don't say so many but there were certain do i want to say failed bit you know encompassed with the with the business certainly um i feel like i failed um you know it's with the word communication Mm -hmm. comes to mind right right yep. away and speaking of you know letting people go i've had to yep. put some situations on the chopping block and say no and my one thing that i've struggled with in all aspects of life is stuffing my feelings and keeping them inside right for a very long time and then all of a sudden they just let out <laughs> And you don't want to be in the same room with me. You don't. Yep. When they let loose and it could scare people. It could be very like, what did she eat for breakfast? <laughs> what concoction did she drink? Like, and it's something that I continue to struggle with. I've struggled with for many, many years. Right. And I'm still trying to figure out. Because I think it's because I, and it's ironic. I stuff them because I don't want to hurt people. Right. But I end up shred, you know, shredding them to, you know, and ruining relationships. Yeah. Yeah. There have been sure. certain, absolutely, for in the past few years, if only I spoke up sooner right. and said my concerns sooner, perhaps I may still have a positive relationship with those people. Right. Right. Perhaps and, not. And speaking up, doesn't have to be a negative. This, that's that's right. what I want, I, you know, to get across. Speaking up is not a negative. Speaking up for yourself and your business and your opinion, it's value. You are of value. And mm -hmm. you don't have to be a people pleaser in order to be a good boss. Um, and I do know that people struggle with that. <clears throat> now, failure for me, I I struggle with the word failure because it has such a negative connotation. Um, but for me, and last night I, I, I did a, um, on Mondays I have what's called Mantra Monday. Um, and so I share with um, my audience a intention that I'm setting for the week. Um, so, because this week is all about new things and I have a lot of new things that I'm trying and you know you feel the fear and you do it anyways right um so my mantra for this week is success is not final failure is not fatal it is the courage to continue that counts that's winston churchill and so <laughs> i actually have it up on my wall because you have to understand that failure can be looked at as 
um, an obstacle or a wall, or it can be looked at as a stepping stone. Because I'm sure you learned a lot from failure, and I'm putting my air quotes. Oh, gosh. Oh, yes. I mean, it's shaped really not only who I am today, but really, you know, how the, how the business runs. And I run it now with an iron fist mm-hmm. in a way. I've become very tough. But in a, in a, but, um, it reminds me of, you know, you know, speak softly, but carry a big stick with yes. Theodore. Yes, <laughs> that I, I love that quote. And it's something that really resonates with me. And it has for many, many years. Now, I want to be welcoming and open to people who perhaps could come in in some way and be of value and an asset but I, I'm, I'm always very careful and I never, what I, the beginning, I would love to say, I put my eggs, all my eggs in one basket. I don't do that anymore. And I really, you know, when people say, oh, you know, you could, I only take it at face value to start. I don't believe, you know, the end result is really how, what effort, what, what I put into it. And I've realized that I feel like in the, in the beginning, I feel like, oh, wow, if I have this wonderful person that comes on board to help me with this project, Oh, well, because that person has successfully done this for that person, then they will do that for no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Every no. situation is different. And right. just like when you start a business, your business is going to be different because you are different from everybody else. Yes, certainly. And oh uh, gosh, uh, I, w- I would do that in the beginning, but then I would say, well, where, what was I doing wrong? Why did the end result not happen the way I, I wanted it to? Now what I do is I real I'm really on top of people now. I'm like, well, yeah. you know, people. You know, uh, I have some people that work, you know, in the in certain elements of the business. And when I email them and I'll ask them technical questions that they think, like, how would she know what that is? It's because I've actually taken the time. I almost took basic. I in a sense gave myself a basic course on every single little thing that if I were to outsource. I know Absolutely. the basics of. Absolutely. Yeah, because um, one that comes to mind is, um, oh my gosh, the you know technical component of, of building a website. Yeah. And some people would have no clue where to start. I, oh, the YouTube videos I've watched and the courses and every little <laughs> thing I've done. Right. To see what, what can be done. And it's so fascinating how if you were to outsource, perhaps these people would not give you all of the information that you would expect, which I found very interesting. So I would throw myself, well, what about this way to do it? Yeah. They would go, oh, so (laughs) very, very, very interesting. So you always have to, if you have the time, be at least have a basic knowledge of, if you can, every component of your business. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, Oprah used to say, um, always sign your own checks. Um, and that's to me speaks directly to that. You have to know a little bit enough to stay informed um, and ask the right questions. Like you said, I completely agree with that. Yes, yeah. it's it's yeah, 100%. Yeah, awesome. So, Vanessa, tell us what, if any, advice would you give to people who are on the fence and just not sure whether they want to take that leap or not. First and foremost, ask yourself, how badly do you want it? 
how how bad how hard are you willing to work for this and why do you want it and will it make you are you looking for do you want money do you want happiness what what is it that you want out of it and i hope that happiness and satisfaction come first uh rather than perhaps money if you're working you know if it's money that you want there are many just being on, there are many jobs out That's there right. that will get you good money. Yeah. Um, if you focus just on that, what you want. Great. Um, but if it's happiness and satisfaction, you have to make sure that every component, you know, are you willing to work sacrifice, you know, make, you know, it's six, you know, that failure again. Yeah. Um, are you, are you ready for that? And if you are, then, go then certainly go for it and really give yourself remember to give yourself that chance that it's not you know the end there's always you know there are so many not only there's so many great people out there there really are so many great people out there and you never know sometimes what you'll find don't like really in my in my heart i always like to say don't give up really truly don't give up no matter, no matter what. Now, if it's something where it's just too overwhelming and you need, need time, take that time, but make sure that if you take that time, put yourself first. And that may be hard. Well, how can I put myself first? I have a children, I have a family, I have a husband, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. No, you have to put yourself first. Right. And that's, that's what it comes down to. And I, you know, I say that a lot, and, you know, my, you know, some people close to me, um, especially relatives of mine would say, oh, but you have a, fa- your, your children come first. <laughs> no, they don't. Well, well, well you know, I, we could go on that topic. Sure. But no, <laughs> I can't take care of them and do them justice if I'm not well. That's right. That's right. I mean, you think about and the example I always use is when you're on a plane and the stewardess says, Put your mask on first. Yes. Yes. Put your mask on first. And that today, especially with women who are like, I have to have it all, um, that to me has lost. They feel like their children have to come first and then their husband comes next and then their house comes then and then maybe them, maybe them. And if you are, you are going to burn out so quickly, so quickly. And I'm not talking about just a Manny Petty once a month. (laughs) I'm I'm talking about real quality time for yourself. Continue to be and grow who you were before all of those things happened. Absolutely. It's being the, it's being your best self. And then when you're your best self, you bring that, you bring that onto others. Right. Right. You can have them. Like I have two grown daughters, 24 and 26, and I didn't start my personal development journey until eight years ago. And I know for a fact that I am a better mother now than I was before because I was real with myself and honest with myself and still do the work, but started that work of saying, okay, I got anger issues and I have to figure out why. So I am a better mother now than I ever was actually. Um, So I love what you said about asking yourself, 
those hard questions. Are you ready? Will you do the work? And being honest with yourself. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome too. Thank you so much, Vanessa. It has been such a pleasure um, chatting and getting to know you. Um, I'm going to make sure all of your social media information is um, included. And um, if folks wanted to um, subscribe or is there an uh, a website where they can go and sign up for a newsletter or anything like that? Certainly. Uh, East End, E-N-D, Taste magazine.com and you should see a little pop-up window appear and you you could subscribe there or you could email ASST at eastendtaste.com and we would be happy to add you to the newsletter that way and also on our Twitter page at East End Taste there's right now pinned a link for subscribing and we're very we're very active really on all of our social media platforms and our top right now really is Twitter so I hope to see you there. Awesome. I'm going to subscribe right after we um, get off this call. I've just started being more active on Twitter. That's one of the new things. I love Twitter. <laughs> That's I actually Twitter. One, of the, one of the new things that I'm, I'm um, implementing into my business this week. Um, so I will most definitely follow you. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Yeah. No, tw- I think Twitter's fantastic. I mean, we could go on all day about the different you know social media platforms oh, but i feel like twitter no. is one that you could still not only reach people but gain a you know a genuine audience there's right. and there's so, still so much potential whereas the other few that i know of i don't yeah they're count. so bogged <laughs> down with ads now the other ones instagram and and facebook um that that's oh, one yeah. of the reasons facebook. why yeah Absolutely. Facebook. I mean, I don't even see, and it's thing, what I don't understand about the Facebook is that, you know, they, um, they're, you know, you said have things that you actually really do care about. Right. And I, what I don't understand is they don't show it to you. So naturally over a period of time, I don't say you're going to lose interest, but you're not going to, if you don't see it anymore, it doesn't make any sense. Like I, there's some bakeries in New York city and a, and some restaurants, you know, throughout Long Island that I love seeing their content, but all of a sudden one day I won't see the content anymore. And you have to go and find them and engage just for them to show up in your feed again. And you never gave anybody permission (laughs) to take them out of your feed. You're like, wait, I didn't say, I didn't want to see their stuff. (laughs) Exactly. I couldn't figure, oh, yeah. But Twitter, I feel, is is great. It's great all around. Awesome. All right, Vanessa, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And we will be in touch. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I look forward to speaking soon. Bye. Bye now.